Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, I scream, you scream, we all scream for Super Mario Cake Batter Bash. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as I am always joined, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We've got a good show for you today. We are going to be talking about the news from the week, including Minecraft coming to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. And then on Thursday, Mario Month continues with our ranking of the Super Mario 64 worlds. But in the meantime, Mark, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I uh, am getting ready to have a colonoscopy on Monday. Okay. And as part of that, you are supposed to... Uh, like in prep for it, you're supposed to have like a low fiber diet. And low fiber. Basically what that means is like all the stuff you're not normally supposed to eat, like all the super refined stuff um, is what they ask you to be eating, which basically means that I can live off of Captain Crunch for the rest of the week. Wow. Because it wow. has no like fiber because it doesn't have anything. It's just sugar. <laughs> uh you know uh on, on on the topic of just sugar uh i was thinking about donuts the other day uh that is I feel, a favorite pastime of mine as well we live i feel like we live in a post donut world right now because <laughs> like you only ever get donuts when you're gonna like share with people or like yeah. take them to the office mm-hmm. or something um and the only time you're ever going to eat a donut is after, you know, someone else has already, like, cut it into quarters or something, <laughs> and you take it in, out of the break room. Uh, and it's just, uh, that's just not a, a thing that exists uh, in our world right now, as it is. Yeah, I wonder how Dunkin' Donuts is holding up. Because... They got it. Yeah. Because I feel like it's a it's lot <laughs> of, like, you know, like, on the way to work and, like, grabbing yes. and going. I don't know. I mean, I feel like it is still, uh, you know, there, there are still lots of, um, like, physical jobs that are happening. And I feel like that's a good, because they, they're open early. They got that coffee. I feel like they're probably doing okay. I think they're probably doing okay. Well, we're sending guess. our prayers to Dunkin' Donuts for sure. Yeah, that's right. Sending our prayers to Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, Mark, here's another thing that we would like to send our prayers to is the Sonic Forces borrowing program, which uh, has hit a bit of a snag uh, as recently, uh, the envelope containing Sonic Forces arrived at my house and was no longer containing Sonic Forces. Now, normally, the way this program works is that you send us an email to Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com gmail. and give us a mailing address. You get on a list, um, and then I send you my copy of Sonic Forces. But obviously, uh, we are in a bit of a state here because we do not have a copy of Sonic Forces to uh send around now the program is perfect so uh we are um sort of leaving it up to uh you our listeners to uh help us figure out how the perfect program continues we got a couple emails on this subject mark are you ready i am ready we got an email from chris chris writes gentlemen i was heartbroken to hear about sonic forces going missing years ago i borrowed the game and had a terrible time with it i even wrote a handwritten report on my experience and you read some of it on the podcast i remember that chris thank you for doing that uh but there is a light at the end of this dark tunnel i have since gotten a copy of the game for ten dollars and have played it exactly once it is still a bad game 
Please let me gift you my copy so that the Sonic Forces borrowing program can continue. It would be an honor. Uh, and then he goes on to uh, g- give instructions how, how we would go about doing that. Um, uh, your friend, Chris. Uh, your, your immediate thoughts on this, Mark. Chris, that is so generous of you. I am dying to know why, after uh, borrowing Patrick's copy of Sonic Forces, using a very successful program that people That's might right. have heard of, the Sonic Forces borrowing program, and not enjoying the game because it is a very bad game, that you later procured a second copy for $10. Am I saying that the universe put all of these like steps into motion so that way someday like you could pay Sonic Forces borrowing program forward by letting us bar- use your copy? Yeah, I guess that is what I'm saying. Uh, see, so that, that that's interesting. It almost feels like Chris, I, I appreciate the solution. I feel like it is almost too neat of a solution. So, oh, Patrick, uh, why would you look I, a gift copy of Sonic Forces Borrowing Program in Sonic Forces in the mouth? No, no, uh, say no more. <laughs> well, okay, uh, we uh, we have we have two more emails on this subject, uh, and so I'd, I'd like to read read through yeah, them all. Yeah, please. Um, uh, Janae writes in and says, "Hello, Patrick and Mark. Long time, first time. Uh, I write bearing what I hope is good news for the Sonic Forces Borrowing Program. Did you know that USPS has a missing mail search request? It may be a long shot, but if it means saving the perfect program, it's certainly worth trying. Now, uh, I don't know how on earth this they will ever locate a loose copy of uh, Sonic Forces because at this point, what is missing is just the game card outside of any other identifying marks. Um, so, uh, but there's a link here. I can fill something out, and we we can try that. I love this idea. I fear that um, because the mail itself was delivered, they have fulfilled their obligation. That is what I suspect as well. Um, also, it's not as though I uh, paid to insure the product, uh, either coming or going. Uh, so that one seems, like you say, uh, Janae, like a, like a long shot. Um, we have one last email um, from Christian. Christian writes, um, uh, the, the topic of his email is the Sonic Forces Borrowing Program. The email reads like this. Yes, the borrowing program is absolutely perfect. Twas the vessel that was weak. <laughs> the Sonic for the Sonic Forces part of the Sonic Forces borrowing program is what failed, and what vessel should replace it? The only thing strong enough. And then there is a graphic of the physical retail version of Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> Sincerely, Christian. Um. So that's look a lot of good things to consider here. Is it still the Sonic Forces borrowing program if we're using a different copy of Sonic Forces? Should it be the Untitled Goose Game borrowing project? The, look, this is we've got a lot of options to mull over here. These are all excellent, excellent options, though. And really, I think uh, what really strikes me is the strength of the Sonic Forces borrowing program yes. and how like it really is the glue that holds the show together. And I think in some form or another, it ne- it will persist. Yeah, I, I I like I like all of these suggestions. Uh, we we will take all of them under advisement and uh, report back with our decision. Uh, shortly. Um, but in the meantime, um, we are doing a whole month of Mario programming for our Thursday episodes to celebrate Mario's 35th anniversary. Um, that means at the end of the month, we are doing an episode of all of our favorite Mario memories. 
But Mark and I, between us, maybe have two memories, and we've probably already talked about them on this show. Uh, so we need your Mario memory. So please write into us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com gmail and give us your best, your worst, your funniest, your saddest Mario memories so we can talk about them on the show. Um, we're going to be doing that episode on October 29th. Um, so if you can get them to us by the 27th, we're saying at the latest, uh, so we can incorporate your memories. Um, into the show. Thank you to Janae and Ashley and Brennan and everyone else who has submitted uh, before this week. Um, we've got some good memories here. I'm very excited, but I would love to get more. Yeah, I mean, we're super greedy that way. Oh, yeah. I mean, I will never be satisfied. Um, Mark, are you ready to get into what we've been playing this week? Yeah, let's do it. Well, I have yet to beat Hades in the game Hades. Um, I continue to love it. It's super fun. Um, I uh, do find that I am getting further and further in the game. Uh, and as I spend more time with it, uh, I am able to better understand the sort of meta systems that kind of go uh, between the individual runs. Um, and it just it's a, it's a game that is constantly rewarding me. Uh, and I won't uh rattle on about how perfect the game is for you know a third week in a row here but i just absolutely love it and uh speaking of not rattling on too long about a game i am very close to finishing uh mario 64 as part of the super mario 3d all-stars collection um i have like 70 stars i am up to the bowser fight this is my second run up to the bowser fight i i can't remember where we ended up ranking the Mario 64 Bowser fight in our definitive ranking of them. But I think it was pretty low, maybe just above like the original Super Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers 2. Yeah, pretty low. It sucks. (laughs) I hate it so much. Yeah. It is not not fun fun. at all. (laughs) Um, But I am enjoying the game. And uh, the timing is perfect because I'm really excited to rank the levels on Thursday. Yeah. That Yes. Yes. Great point. Uh, So obviously we will talk way more about that game. Uh, in two days, um, I th- we have both been playing Super Mario, uh, Super Mario Brothers 35, the sort of uh, battle royale uh, Mario, Super Mario Brothers game that is now free if you are a Nintendo Switch Online um, member. Uh, Mark, what do you think about um, Super Mario Brothers 35? I like it. Question mark. Great. Um, yes. Y- yeah. <laughs> that so is correct. The 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 way that it works is uh, you are playing through. I'm going to explain the very basics. I actually think the mechanics and, like, the specifics of how the game works is really confusing, like, unlocking levels and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, agreed. Um, But basically, you're playing through the original Super Mario Brothers game or levels of it, and then as you're defeating enemies, those enemies are being sent to other, like, the 34 other people who are playing, and they're showing up there. And then as you, like, there's a timer, everybody has their own unique timer that's counting down. The more enemies you kill, uh, the f- more time you get. And so you also get more time for completing a level too. Oh yeah. And then yeah. like every time you get 20 coins, there's like a bonus box that gives you like a mushroom or a flower, a fire flower or a power star um, or a pow block. Right. Uh, Which, but yeah, yeah it's, the, it's and- fun. It's 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 fun, yeah, and it's just last man standing. Like whoever uh, is still still the, going. The at matches the end of go on it. forever. 
Yeah, well, because there there reaches a point where, um, you know, it, it doesn't take too long to get twenty coins and trigger like the the power up, and the power up just serves to make your experience easier and not the other player's experiences harder. Um, and I wish that it was the opposite. I wish that it, uh, that 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 was like a targeted attack that you could use. Um, because I feel like the game doesn't really have any options for, uh, for targeting or taking down an individual person, um, which puts it in stark contrast to something like Tetris Ninety Nine, where like you know when you have uh you know racked up a bunch of combos and you've got a, a lot of uh crowns or you know whatever they are, um, that what are medals? What whatever they are to like multiply your um your damage that then you can do like a, a couple Tetrises and like a, a combo and, you know, a stuff to really knock out um, uh, someone um, uh, that, that you've been like going against. But there's no, there's no way to target someone in uh, Mario 35. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, an interesting experiment. I think like, you know, Tetris 99 has an easier go of it because Tetris already had a competitive mode. And they yeah. kind of had to make one up for Super Mario Brothers. And I think they did an admirable job. It just isn't as sticky to me as Tetris 99 is. Like, there totally. wasn't that sense of, like, oh, like, I got to jump back in and play more. I mean, I won my second round, which is not a brag. It's just to show, like, I've never won Tetris 99. It's a brag. But... It's a brag. <laughs> <laughs> well, all, I mean, I feel like with Mario 35, all you really need is, like, a, a fire flower. And it becomes, like so much easier to persist and so like it's fun i think it's a cool experiment um i don't know that i'll necessarily be sad when it leaves at the end of march but i will be interested to see how it evolves in the next few months and if it doesn't stay stagnant and if they are making tweaks or introducing you know there's like the weekly battle mode or whatever it's called where there's like you're playing but with specific parameters it'll be interesting to see like what kind of variations happen over the next few months because i think it's fun and the base is interesting and with a few tweaks it could be really like something i want to go back to um something that i find interesting about it is that um it obviously has that sort of um you know chaotic uh this could never happen in regular mario uh feel to it so it, it reminds me a lot of um playing some of the more chaotic levels in super mario maker but unlike Super Mario Maker, uh, it controls with like the regular Super Mario Brothers physics. Um, so there, there's like a little bit of cognitive dissonance there for me, where like I think I want it to feel less like itself, which I know is a bad instinct. Um, but you know, I, I don't know what to do. I've got these two different like physics schemes in my head for a game that looks that way, um, and I'm just having a really hard time like reconciling them uh, as as I'm playing the game. I also have to be honest, when I said that like I won my second match, that's like I won my second match that I actually made it past the first like 10 seconds of the game because initially I mm. died so <laughs> many times on that like first Goomba or like falling into holes. So like, but I feel like those don't really count because in my head canon, I forgot they existed. Wow. Uh, I did not expect this conversation to take that turn. Uh, I now feel like I have a clearer picture of who I'm hosting a podcast with. <laughs> um, I also spent a little bit of time uh, dipping back into Animal Crossing New Horizons because the fall update is adorable. You can plant pumpkins. 
you can put makeup on your face and wear costumes. Uh, you can also buy candy, which Sarah and I have started doing every day because uh, you can only buy one piece of candy every day uh, and you need it to uh, make it so your neighbors um, don't trick you uh, on Halloween. I don't know what it means. I wa- kind of want some of them to trick me, right? <laughs> right, at least to experience what that is like. I mean, you and I both have been so cool our entire lives that we would never know what it's like for our friends to try to trick us. Uh, yes, but we have also not been so cool that we have ever tricked our friends. So it's a it's a balance, you know what I mean? <laughs> is there uh, is there any sort of like because uh, I know there's crafting stuff. Is it similar to the spring update where like you're supposed to craft things in search of this like final crafting thing you're trying to get, or not really? Uh, ooh, great question. Uh, not not to my knowledge, and not yet. Hmm. Um, but I I wonder if it'll be different because you know that there is a Halloween character Jack the Pumpkin Czar or the Czar of the Halloween Czar of Halloween, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, but he he's not just like around casually the whole time. Gotcha. Um, like uh, like Zipper the the rabbit who was there for the uh, buddy who was day. lurking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was just around all the time. Uh, Jack, we're not going to see until uh the actual holiday itself. So it's 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 a little bit uh a little bit different than that. It's also nice to not have like, you know, it's not like uh all of the trees instead of having fruit in them now have pumpkins in it. Uh, the pumpkins are their own separate thing, and it's all very like cordoned off and, and nice. Also, you're not fishing, and occasionally you pull up a pumpkin instead of a, a fish. <laughs> I'm still am I am I still mad about Bunny Day? I liked it. I liked Bunny Day. It was funny. But you're right. It is nice that not every ho- like every update is based around like yeah. that same format for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Uh, that's what we've been playing this week. Let's get into the new releases and what we might be playing next week. Okay, today, October 6th, Agatha Christie, The ABC Murders is released. So this is a point-and-click adventure where you, I think, star as Hercule Poirot and uh, the the Belgian detective from Agatha Christie Mm -hmm. novels. And I think it's a point-and-click adventure that is telling the story of The ABC Murders, um, the Agatha Christie novel. And so my question on this is like, if you already know the yeah, resolution, is, a great is it <laughs> still like enjoyable to play? I genuinely don't know. I would be curious. Well, I mean, I guess it just kind of goes to like, so, you know, a couple of years ago, the uh, Kenneth Branagh um, Murder on the Orient Express uh, came out. And that is, you know, obviously one of the like most well-known of the, uh, of the Poirot mysteries. Um, so, like, just about everyone knows the ending going into it, right? Like, you know the solution. That's true. Um, the they all killed him together is, like, you know, it, it's, like, a, a um, I'm going to say stereotype, but I don't mean that. What do I mean? No, it is. It's, like, a... It's a cliche I, for you. Yeah, yes. yeah. It's, yeah. like, one of those things, like, the sh- psycho shower scene where, even if you haven't yeah. seen the movie, you've probably heard of it or are familiar with it in some form. So the question becomes then, uh, does the movie have no value? Um, and like, I don't know, it's still fun to experience it. Like, I imagine it'll be the same with this point and click adventure thing. Yeah, that's probably true. And I guess like with any point and click adventure game, it's not really the resolution, you know, yeah. it's um, the having to solve the puzzles to get to that point. Yeah. Did you have an okay time clicking around for two and a half hours? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Also to release today is Nickelodeon Kart Racers 2 Grand Prix. 
yet another kart racer um, that is trying to compete with Garfield Kart Racer for the kart racing crown on Switch. Um, and this is not part of the Hello Kitty Cruisers uh, line of games? This is not part of the Hello Kitty Cruisers line of games. We are, of course, uh, here at NCS still hoping and praying every day for a Hello Kitty Cruisers 2. As far as I'm aware, it has not yet been announced, but uh, I'm assuming they're waiting for E3 2021. So, <laughs> You need a stage big enough to announce that, for sure. <laughs> And then on, uh, what would this be? Thursday, October 8th, I Am Dead is released on the Switch eShop. This was a game <laughs> that was uh, revealed or shown off at the, in, uh, maybe the an Indie World showcase in March or possibly the Nintendo Direct Mini that we had back in March. Um, but basically, it's like a very cute looking game. You play as a museum curator on a small island who dies. You're reunited with like the ghost of your dog. And then uh, it's, I think you have to basically like piece together what happened or solve some sort of mystery on the island. It looks really cute. I actually kind of confused it with Spirit Fair for a while, but this is yeah. a very like distinct looking thing. And I don't think the game like plays v- very similar at all. Um, uh, this is one where uh, when it was announced and it, we were sort of at the beginning of like the pandemic lockdown situation. Uh, and I remember uh, thinking like, Oh, I am dead. Like that is tapping into like these sort of zeitgeist now of how we're all like, oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, and you know, here we are now, six months later, and it's like, oh my god, I know. everything is the same. I know. Well, it's really. F- I know that actually is uh, very depressing. It's interesting that um, I am dead. I don't know for some reason, like the title. Uh, I think it's tongue in cheek, but it doesn't like to me when I hear that, I'm assuming it's one of those like death by daylight type games or like one of those (laughs) like survival horror type things. That's what it sounds like to me. Do you know? Right. But the actual game looks like cute. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what Patrick quick sidebar? Because I forgot to add it to the top of the show notes. But uh, speaking of like, I can't believe we're still in this situation all these months Mm. later. uh, Hey, guys, it's almost time to vote. So. Now would be an awesome time to make sure that you're registered to vote. You can go to IWillVote.com to check your registration, make sure everything looks okay, register if you have not yet. And I've been saying a lot about, uh, you know, because I myself am an old person, I'm like, hey, if you know any young people who have never voted before, um, you know, take them under your wing, show them how they can do it. But also, hey, young listeners, hey, cool kids, if you have not registered oh to vote yet and you are <laughs> eligible to vote, <laughs> you should uh, register, find someone uh, who can walk you through the process if you have questions. Yeah, and there are a ton of resources uh, that are just a, a Google search away. Um, Mark, are you using Ballot Tracker to uh, keep track of uh, your ballot and confirm that it is? Because uh, Mark got his ballot yesterday. I got my ballot today. Uh, and uh, again, because we are old people, we are not very excited to get right on top of these things and fill them out right away. Um, and uh, I, I know you're going to drop yours off in a in a ballot uh, collection box. I'm going to do the same, um, but then I'm going to uh, like track every single step of it on Ballot Tracker, which is something you can do too. Yes, absolutely. If you I if you live in the state of California, uh, they've partnered with Ballot Tracker, so you can track your ballot. And the other states probably have similar programs, if not the same one. Yeah, because, uh, you know, I'm I'm starting to get, like, a little bit paranoid about, like, signature matching and all of that. You know, all of, there are, you know, a, a number of things that can go wrong, uh, but just do a little research, make sure you understand uh, what and when and how, and then do it. 
uh, and then also Joe for, vote for Joe Biden. So, because uh, as discussed, we're still in this situation uh, and will be for some time. All right, Mark, are you ready to close out the new releases? Yeah, let's do it. Now it is time for a regular segment on our show. It is time for 433. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or a group of performers didn't play their instruments for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So, for the duration of one performance of 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. We are in October, which means all of our topics must be spooky this month. We are talking about pumpkins and jack-o'-lanterns. Mark, how do you feel about a pumpkin? I love a good pumpkin. I love a good jack-o'-lantern. Um, I have so many fond memories of, as a kid of like scooping the guts out of a pumpkin. Yeah, yeah, and like uh, just laying out some uh, newspaper on the kitchen table. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's do do you ever? I feel I feel like uh one of the things that I miss uh probably about being a kid, but also about being a kid in a small town in uh the Midwest is uh going to the pumpkin patch. In October, I feel like that's not a Southern California thing. Am I wrong? <laughs> yeah, I um, I have memories of going to places that had hay, and then you would pick out a pumpkin mm-hmm. there. But like, I'm guessing I think the hay was real, but I'm guessing it was hauled in from somewhere else and like sure. in an Albertsons parking lot or something. But the effect was the same. I still have fond memories of uh the smell of hay and trying to pick out a pumpkin. Yeah, there was a uh, a place in uh, outside of Appleton, Wisconsin, um, that I believe it was called the Happy Farmers. Shout out to the Happy Farmer, um, <laughs> uh, where they had like a petting zoo and a pumpkin patch, and you know, like you said, hay bales uh, everywhere that you're supposed to sit on, and like that's their seating for like the restaurant or whatever, uh, and having like a hot apple cider and it's cold outside. Ooh man, that's a nice time. You know how in movies, uh, if people have to like sleep in a bar and they cover themselves with hay, and I guess that is an okay alternative, but it seems grossly uncomfortable. Yeah, because you're gonna get like poked by that stuff. Uh, some friends and I uh, last week were discussing the origin of the phrase "a roll in the hay," um, and I don't know. Was there a time where people were like, "Yes, this is where we have sex is in the hay"? Is that was that a thing that happened? Do you think that the genesis of it is like the same is like goes hand in hand with, you know, like um like jokes about the farmer's daughter or something? Oh, that's interesting. Uh and I'm also just realizing now it could also be referring to uh farm animals doing it, not human beings. Oh, yeah, I suppose that is possible. But why would they go for the hay and not just like wherever <laughs> they are? <laughs> And why am I envisioning farm animals having sex now? Mark, let's talk more about pumpkins. What's your proudest jack-o'-lantern that you remember? Oh, geez. I would say uh, a a file not found. I am not good at carving pumpkins. I find the whole ordeal to be um, intimidating and at least a little gross. Uh, I know you were just singing the praises of like scooping out the pumpkin guts it always grossed me out uh, doesn't it don't, don't kid, you feel like yeah. that's the closest that you would get like that you or i are ever going to get to being surgeons and that feeling of like lifting <laughs> somebody's liver out of their body mark there's a reason i'm never going to be a surgeon <laughs> <laughs> uh 
because that sensation is gross. Yeah. Uh, do do you have do you have a a proud jack o' lantern moment? No, I was I've always been like I I have very little like artistic talent, and so I've always been like a triangle eyes and you know like crooked smile with one tooth in it. Right, right, right. Um, it also always makes me think of the um the McDonald's uh Happy Meal um container oh, yeah. from mm-hmm. around the uh from around halloween where it was like a pumpkin and had that very that one tooth smile that you were just describing um and then you would use that to go trick-or-treating and then you'd have to drop it back off at home and grab like a, a pillowcase because you have got too many neighbors and they're giving you too much candy that sounds nice i never went trick-or-treating for that long i never really liked it that much oh man i don't i what <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we were out all day with trick or treating, but uh, I'm I'm probably wrong. Um, it, it, when when is the last time you uh you carved a pumpkin? Oh, um, I did it a couple of years ago with some friends. Uh, we did pumpkin carving, which was pretty fun. I should I need I every year I talk a big game about having um me and my husband do one because he's never carved a jack o' lantern before. But, oh man, uh, I've never followed through, so maybe this is the year. Oh, yeah. I mean, why not? This is the year when we're all like looking for activities that we can do quietly in our own homes. Um, so like instead of putting together a labo or a puzzle or something like carve a pumpkin. Yeah, that's a great idea. Why isn't there a labo pumpkin like a, a, a labo jack-o'-lantern? If more people had bought, bought labo VR, that's what we would be doing right now. How do you think the oh no, we're talking about Nintendo. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. We've we violated a sacred pact. Um, have you ever tried to do one of those like uh like stencils to like really do a complicated pumpkin? Like no. the, you know, a, a cat on a fence or something? No. I uh why set myself up for failure failure that way, you know what I mean? Uh a really I enthusiastic guess, crowd. Yeah, so I, I we may have not used this recording uh before. It's from uh 2018. Uh, the Rand- we are accompanied today by the Randolph College Chamber Orchestra with soloist William Parrish Jr. So maybe a new recording of that, which is uh, novel. Um, all right, Mark, let's get into the news. Last Thursday, Nintendo released a video revealing that the latest DLC character for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is uh, Alex from Minecraft. It's a crossover event with Minecraft. Steve, Steve, Steve. Steve. Yes. That was the big one, right? Steve from Minecraft. I think I'm tipping my hand here a little bit by saying that I don't really know anything about Minecraft. Um, but this looked fun. This looked cool. It's kind of uh, really exciting or really interesting, if nothing else, that Minecraft has made its way to Smash Brothers. Yeah, so the, you know this was revealed in a video on Thursday morning, and then sort of blown out in a bigger video on Saturday morning, um, which uh, t- to me that's a weird cadence. Uh, mm-hmm. And I wonder if this, you know, like everything that we're seeing out of Nintendo was originally part of a direct of some kind. Um, but uh, yeah, so there was a, a couple days between uh, seeing that Steve slash Alex slash a zombie slash Enderman uh, were all uh, playable characters. And sort of getting it all blown out. Um, Mark, do you want to go through uh, all of the things that uh, Sakurai revealed about uh, the character and how they play um, in in that longer video? Yeah, sure. Do you do you want to lead it or do you want me to? Um, I, I I I can I can go through it. Uh, not that I'm 
any more versed in Minecraft than you are. So sorry, everyone. Sorry, sorry, everyone. Sorry. Um, so yes, it, it appears it's it's just one character um, with a very distinct alternate costume. So the first three costumes uh, are Steve from Minecraft. The second three costumes are um, Alex, and then the seventh is a zombie, and the eighth is Enderman. Um, and Enderman has like different physical um, attributes. He's uh, got like narrower arms and legs and stuff. Um, but they all control and are exactly the same. Um, but I imagine that it, you know, says that their name is, I guess it's just like the, uh, um, the Koopa kids, right? Yeah, probably. Um, which, you know, again, just as they're uh, adding a character to this game, they're adding, you know, what look like four characters. Uh, it's incredible. Um, so the, uh, this is, uh, available on the 13th, October 13th for $6 or as part of Fighter's Pass Volume 2. Um, some notes about the character. He cannot jump very well. Um, so uh, even like the sort of like lower platforms he can't get up to with a single jump. Um, and uh, it, it attacks with uh, items and tools and weapons from Minecraft, which degrade and break, um, which means that uh, you know one of the big parts of Minecraft, which is develop- or, uh, uh, getting resources, uh, mining resources, and then making stuff, is part of this character's gameplay mechanic. You have to mine for materials. So every surface in every level in Smash Brothers Ultimate has been mapped with like what what materials are there. So like you're on top of the Gray Fox, you're gonna be mining mostly iron. You're uh, you know, in like the Donkey Kong like jungle japes and you're going to be mining wood or whatever um all of that it like they had to go through and they remember there are a hundred levels in this game yeah it's absolutely nuts um anyway uh so you use materials to craft better weapons replace broken tools or to use special moves um and uh yep all, all that sorry i'm just kind of catching up with our notes um a few other uh fun things um they we got to see what kirby looks like when he eats uh, the Minecraft character, he just looks like a little cube. It's adorable. It's amazing. Uh, seeing what Kirby becomes when he devours like the new DLC characters is a constant delight. This one did not disappoint. Yeah. Uh, he, you know what he looked like to me? He looked like Fox Boy, which is just a reminder. Fox Boy for Smash, please. <laughs> Um, and then we also got a, a look at the Minecraft stage, which somehow includes six different biomes uh, selected at random at the beginning of every match there, which means it's not just one level, it is six. So it's not one character, it's four. It's not one level, it is six. Um, and then there's uh, like a village in the background of some of the biomes, and there's a day and night cycle. Uh, so it seems like, uh, you know, again, this is just... Um, as feature rich as any of the other um dlc character packs have been um there's obviously going to be a new spirit board uh as sakurai showed off some of that um there are seven new pieces of music from minecraft spinoffs and mini games uh and no no actual um music from like proper minecraft proper uh as sakurai explained that would probably be too relaxing and would put the player to sleep not appropriate for such an action-packed, brawling uh, game. And uh, six of these seven uh, new pieces of music are uh, new arrangements for Smash Brothers. Yeah, it's... Uh, like I was saying, you know, Minecraft is not a series or a game that I'm really familiar with, but this makes... It makes so much sense. Minecraft is the best-selling game of all time. And when we talk about Smash Brothers in the past, we've talked about how it is 
becoming like a, a, a museum of video game history. And so it makes a ton of sense to have Minecraft in it. One of the things I loved about the original reveal video is um, Sakurai talks about like, oh, he doesn't really play the survival mode of Minecraft, but he's been playing like the builder mode and he they show off clips of his uh, creations. And it of co- is of course like amazing and gorgeous. And I just don't understand how Sakurai has the time. Like the man must just play video games. I mean, the man is just a delight. So, I mean, I, it is not for us to question what he can and cannot do. No, oh think. my gosh, please. It is just a marvel, yes. <laughs> yeah, please. Don't, uh, I am not doubting how Sakurai spends his time. Um, it is just amazing to me that he's able to commit to so many things. But yeah, the video, the reveal video, such a delight. Um, when he's ex- explaining why uh, this was the chosen character, it's just so much fun. Um, always look forward to these reveals. Yeah, well, one hundred percent. He he's got a uh, a little like toy from Minecraft that is like the sword. Um, and then uh, at one point in the video, he like pops the handle like into the thing and then flips it around and it becomes the pickaxe. Um, like I I don't I don't know, man. It's it there, there is some magic happening there. It's something. It's it's uh you know referring to a game that I have no experience with, no familiarity with. Um, and just seeing his delight in uh, talking about it and demonstrating it is is a uh, uh, just super exciting and like the the excitement is contagious i think so like uh patrick mentioned it is going to come out on october 13th and in addition to the new character and the stage and all that stuff that comes with it there's also going to be a new spirit board um which you might have already mentioned but then also new me yeah. fighter costumes uh from minecraft there's going to be the creeper and the pig which are both brawler costumes and then diamond armor which is for the sword fighter there's gil from the tower of draga the sword which will be for sword fighter Bomberman, who will be the brawler and then travis from no more heroes which is a sword fighter all of these are really interesting inclusions i think especially travis from no more heroes there was a lot of uh i won't even call it rumors or speculation maybe hope or discussion of would travis become a fighter in super smash brothers ultimate Clearly not going to be one of the DLC characters, but is making a show here as um, a me costume. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, it, it uh, follows sort of in the, and the uh, Bomberman is like another example of this too, where it's like, oh yeah, these are like gaming icons that like should be a part of this lineup. Uh, and it's it, it's interesting that Nintendo perhaps seeing, uh, you know, the end of the tunnel here with, uh, you know, we've only got four more DLC characters to go being like oh yeah we just got to start cramming yeah uh, other references in here wherever we can yeah uh, tower of draga is like another example of like a classic video game um that is now m- being mentioned in smash brothers i i you know we talk, uh, i i just love that aspect of smash brothers that that is yeah, something where they're just like and this from video game history and this from video game history and this from oh nope it's waluigi get out of here <laughs> no waluigi he's in there as like an assist trophy or something i think right? he is yeah uh new amiibo were shown off we are finally seeing the banjo kazooie amiibo the byleth amiibo and uh terry bogard coming out fall 2021 so talk about a lead time yeah yeah uh one full year um and you know we just saw um uh joker and hero from uh, Persona 5 and Dragon Quest XI um, uh, just came out last week. So, you know, they're obviously uh, spacing these uh, these releases out pretty far. Um, 
uh, Sakurai pointed out that it is uh, interesting and kind of a, a fun quirk that um, Nintendo is uh, responsible for making this like 3D figure of, of Banjo-Kazooie. Um, that like that's just a, a fun little quirk of history and like something that's happening now. Uh, and it will be a, a different fun little quirk of history when they have to do it for Steve for for Minecraft. Um, yeah, I, I mean that's that, that's all very neat, uh, and I, I think it's cool that um, Microsoft is playing as well with uh, Nintendo and offering so much seemingly to um, to Smash Brothers, like with the Cuphead uh, fighter costume, um, Banjo Kazooie, and uh, now this. Um, it's 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 a lot. Yeah, and it, it it is fun to see that collaboration. Yeah. There was also a Pokemon Direct last week detailing the second Pokemon Sword and Shield DLC, um, the Crown Tundra. So it'll be including newly discovered Pokemon, the Galarian Slowking, and Gy- Gigantamax Melmetal. Dynamax Adventures, where you can team up with three other trainers to explore a Pokemon den with rental Pokemon, so you won't be taking your own party. Um, Max Raid Battles versus Dynamax Pokemon. This one, actually, that that's uh, interesting to me. Not Again, I've been off of uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield for kind of a while, but this, uh, the idea of picking up, like, using rental Pokemon that aren't yours seems like a nice, like, way to just sort of drop in and do... Uh, something a little bit more casual in, in Pokemon that you could still do um, in a cooperative way, which is actually super appealing to me, someone who has no interest in like the competitive side of yeah. Pokemon or like the metagame. Um, that, 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 this seems pretty cool. Also, all the legendary Pokemon will appear in Crown Tundra, although some of them are going to be exclusive to Sword and some of them are going to be exclusive to Shield, so you'll still have to like figure out a way to trade them or get both versions of the game it's look it's always got to be a struggle to catch them all right (laughs) uh there's also eight different special event pikachus um passwords will appear in various places like pokemon's twitter trainers club email uh the video that they showed off and they're all like pikachu with different hats seemingly but it's cute i mean this this is one of those places where i feel like i'm definitely showing my ignorance but like it's just a Pikachu in a hat, right? Like, <laughs> this is a real Malibu Stacy, but she's got a new hat uh, thing happening here, as far as I can tell. If these are very special Pikachu and I'm wrong, someone let me know. Um, but uh, until one of you tells me, I'm going to refuse to believe it. Well, you know, I, Patrick, I cannot join you in this. I'm excited for Pikachu Ooh. to wear different hats. <laughs> That's fun to me. I like this. Um, there's also going to be improved connectivity between Pokemon Go and Pokemon Home, which will be, uh, not when the rest of Crown Tundra DLC launches in October, but expected by the end of the year. Um, you'll be able to pass Pokemon from Go into Sword and Shield from Home, which is new functionality that you cannot currently do. The Crown Tundra DLC is releasing October 22nd, which is sooner than I was expecting, uh, that it would be, I was thinking maybe it would be like an early December release to give Nintendo something every month. But uh, what, like, they clearly don't feel like they need it. So this is coming really soon. Which, of course, means that uh, December now is wide open. So uh, let's get our hopes back up high again. Uh, Breath of the Wild 2 or Metroid <laughs> Prime 4 confirmed for December. Uh, we mentioned 2023. Last... Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we mentioned last week that Jump Rope Challenge 
the free game that was developed by a few Nintendo developers early into the pandemic. Uh, the Jump Rope Challenge would be coming down off the Switch eShop last week, and at the last minute, Nintendo changed their mind, and the game is going to be available indefinitely, which just makes a lot of sense. I don't know why you would why you would make this a limited time thing. It does it, it doesn't make any sense. I'm glad it's still there. I never went in to put the bunny in other costumes. Now I can continue to not do it. Um, also, I, I assume that even if they took it off the eShop, I would still be able to play it, download it on my Switch, right? Yeah, I think so. I think it would just be not available for like new downloads. Go ahead and download that. Hey, and if you've got like kids or like little kids and you want to like wear them out quick, uh, jump rope challenge, quick and cheap. <laughs> uh, do you think that this means anything for like? Super Mario Brothers 35 and Super Mario 3D All-Stars, those were also announced with like limited availability. Um I so I still suspect that um we will see um Nintendo 64 Switch online uh capability at some point um after uh, they pulled the uh Mario 3D All-Stars off the eShop um and just to sort of uh you know push people towards playing Mario 64 in a different format um so i i think i think once that one's gone it's gone uh, i i would be interested to see uh how long they keep mario 35 around um but yeah i i believe that all stars is a truly uh limited time thing yeah i think so too i think probably both of them although like you're saying if super mario brothers 35 like really takes off i think they'll still take it down at the end of it but then maybe bring it back a little bit later um sure it does it the celebration aspect of the whole thing and how it's like, hey, we're celebrating Mario 35th anniversary for a limited time feels a little different than the arbitrary, like, yeah, we're going to take down Jump Rope Adventure for question mark, question mark, question mark. Like, I don't know what they were ever going to gain with that. Yeah, great point. Do you remember a couple of years ago, but probably more than a couple at this point, when uh, like Nintendo made a handful of Pikmin animated shorts that uh, they put on the 3DS and Wii U eShops? Did Miyamoto direct all of those or just some of them? Ooh, I, I don't remember. I remember him talking about them. I do not remember yeah. if he directed all of them. Uh, well, you know, as like the Nintendo 3DS and Wii U are slowly being sunsetted, um, Nintendo has announced that they are going to be, those Pikmin shorts are going to be coming off of the eShops on October 8th. So this Thursday. Um, but fear not, Nintendo will be uploading them on YouTube once they're off the eShops. So, but if you want to watch like the 3D version of them that was on the 3DS, this is probably your last chance to get a hold of them. Um, I, uh, did you ever watch these? I, I never did. I, I think I saw like a clip of one of them on YouTube at some point. Yeah, Pikmin in general is just like a franchise that for whatever reason has never really like grabbed my interest or attention. So I, I haven't watched these. Will you check them out when they come to YouTube? Um, you know, I am subscribed to Nintendo's YouTube channel, so if they show up in my feed, yeah, I will totally check them out. They're, I think the Pikmin themselves are very cute. Yeah. Um, I'm tempted to uh, get the 3DS out and watch them in 3D. I mean, you might as well. I mean, I might as well, too. Uh, d just down <laughs> Yeah, great point. Yeah, I'm not the only one who has this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I might as well download them on the 3DS eShop. Like, why not? Yeah. Uh, the Switch Online SNES controller, which was a notoriously difficult item to find um, and order when it first came out, they went on sale, were available for like milliseconds, 
Uh, Nintendo kept telling us that they would come back in stock and they have been occasionally really spotty being released. Um, They were interestingly temporarily available for sale on Nintendo's website last week. Uh, It's way out of stock again by this point. But it's it's just interesting that like they are continuing to pop up with a handful of them here and there. It's uh, it's the kind of thing that makes me wish that they would just like build up a like solid stock of them. Yeah. And I guess like why make more than you know you're gonna sell? But like you're gonna sell more than <laughs> than, yeah. than than not enough you're currently making. Um, which of course is uh sort of just steering me back to the sort of common frustration with Nintendo, uh, especially about things that they are doing specifically on their website. Um, but like I'm still sort of mad I didn't get those pins. Um, I was really plugged into the, uh, the Super Mario, uh, 35th anniversary, um, missions on the website, um, and was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get these, uh, you know, enamel pins, uh, and I completed all the missions, and because I wasn't sitting at my computer the second it went live, uh, I did, I don't, I don't have those pins. Yeah, and, like, even for people who were sitting at their computer when it went live, it was such a mess that a lot of those people didn't end up getting one. Um, you know, there is a second wave of pins coming at some point, and I don't know if you will have to do new missions in order to earn it, but I think there will be a second opportunity. I was uh, lucky enough to be able to get a set of the first pins, and so if you're able to get the second pins, maybe we can combine it into one Uber pin set. I love that. Yeah, bank Um, it for our retirement. Yeah, that's right. I saw, I don't think any, I don't think anything sold at at the price I'm about to say, Um, but I saw someone listing the set of, or the pre-order set of the uh, first uh, Mario pins on eBay for (laughs) $1,163. Hey, if you can get it, like, good for you. Yeah, I mean, go go on and get it, but like, that's ridiculous. (laughs) Um, But this also uh, got me thinking about, uh, and sort of nervous about the Mario 35th anniversary Game & Watch, um, which was announced during the uh, Mario Direct a couple weeks ago. Um, and it's coming out in November, November 13th. Um, and, you know, when they announced it, they were like, and pre-order information will be available soon. Um, and I know it's gone up for pre-order in Europe and maybe Australia, um, but not in uh, North America yet. And I'm just like, when are we going to get that information? Am I going to be able to pre-order this thing? Uh, it's not even a thing that I need or I'm really going to derive that much joy from, but I need it. So, <laughs> yeah, it's been basically a month since it was announced. It, it's a month away. I think every territory except for the United States has had it because uh, Japan also has been taking yeah. pre-orders for it. I am hoping for you that pre-orders do become available. because I have a feeling that if it's like when it's actually released, that getting one will be exceedingly difficult. Yeah, I think it's going to be hyper-limited quantities. Uh, you know, for the past couple of weeks, I feel like we've been talking about physical My Nintendo rewards, like physical merchandise that you can redeem coins to get. It was a long time coming in the U.S., and when we finally started to see some trickle-in, like the Splatoon 2 set of postcards uh, and some Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition merchandise, I wasn't sure if it was going to last, but Nintendo has been doing at least recently, a consistent job of introducing new items to the store. Um, you can enter. There is some Animal Crossing New Horizons physical stuff. Um, and you can also enter an Animal Crossing's New Horizons Fall Sweepstakes, which gives you a chance to win an uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons guidebook, a New Horizons wired Power A controller, and a Power A Switch Lite case. 
a set of pins from Penny Arcade, or a white button-down shirt. Um, which is, uh, you know, those are all, like, fun prizes uh, that you can win from the sweepstakes. It only takes 10 platinum coins to enter, and you can enter up to three times. Um, so you have those, if you have a My Nintendo account, you have those by accident. Um, so just get in there and, uh, you know, sign up for the sweepstakes. Uh, it takes virtually no time, and maybe you'll win something fun. I, then- I, uh, I, I signed up for this this afternoon, so. And then uh, there's also like items that you can order um, an Isabel or Tom Nook keychain, shopping bags featuring the Nook family or the Dodo Airlines logo, and then a leaf bandana that you can uh, use to um, uh, wipe sweat from your brow after a long day of pumpkin carving. So the leaf bandana is pretty cute, uh, but I only had enough platinum points to get one of these. Mark, can you guess? what i what i decided to spend my coins on um did you get the nook family shopping bag i got the nook family shopping bag i love that one yeah it's i think it's the best one it's got tom nook timmy and tommy it's like a nice blue color um i'm very excited to add that to our uh our fleet of uh shopping bags when i looked the tom the there's a tom nook keychain um which is really cute but when i looked was like long gone Oh um, yeah. So I suspect that that's sold out. Uh, but yeah, it, I in, enjoy continuing to see them add new physical items to the My Nintendo shop, where you can redeem points to earn this stuff. Oh, and then yeah, me too. And then also, uh, you can get one dollar off Super Mario ice cream products at Coldstone Creamery, including Mario's Superstar Shake, Mario's Super Birthday Blast. And Rainbow Road Rally, which is like an awesome, what, what would you say, four-layer ice cream cake that has these like Mario and Luigi figurines on top. Uh, super fun. Yeah, and like they're they're driving. It's uh, they're in uh, Mario karts, right? Uh, and they're like driving on a road made up of like. Oh, I didn't even notice sprinkles. that. It's a rainbow road. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, this looks amazing, uh, and is. Uh, there was a, a a moment we were exchanging texts earlier today where uh, Mark speculated that in a different world, we would be doing a taste test of all three of these items uh, for the show or just <laughs> or just for fun. Um, Cold Stone's not my favorite uh, ice creamery, but uh, man, that Rainbow Road Bash cake looks great. And finally, um, a new Lego Super Mario expansion set has been announced. Toad's Special Hideaway. Uh, <laughs> I love the name. I don't know what makes it special, but um, it is. Or what an- makes it a hideaway? <laughs> like it, <laughs> It's just like a toad house. Why is this a hideaway? That's true. I guess it's his refuge from the world. Maybe normally he lives in like a studio apartment in New Donk City. Yeah. But then mm-hmm. he occasionally get, has the opportunity to get out into the country. Um, so Toad Special Hideaway, uh, Lego Super Mario can interact with a Toad or with a question block. It's only 20 bucks. Lego Toad looks real dumb in the best way possible. Agree. Agree. I, kind of the whole thing looks super dumb in the best way possible. And just uh, following in like the theme of Lego Super Mario, where I'm like, it, is this at all like playing Mario? Like, is this <laughs> is this Mario? Like, I it doesn't kinda, feel like it is. I kind of like this one better than like the huge like Mega Super Mario set. I think there's something like you're like about the silliness of it, and um, that I find really appealing. Like, I cannot get over how stupid Toad looks. 
Yeah, and also his uh, his secret hideaway uh, also looks weird. It's just a big purple mushroom. That's with, that's with a single that with is... a single dot in the middle. Yeah, yeah, and and a smokestack, of course, because uh, a, a chimney, because you know it's got to be cozy in there. All right, Mark, let's close out the news. That is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you like the episode, you can also share it on Facebook or Twitter or wherever you share stuff. We like it when you pass us around. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell, and the show is at Nincart Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apebetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying welcome to our secret hideaway, and thanks for listening. Hi, this is Adam Peacock from My Neighbors Are Dead. For the full month of October, My Neighbors Are Dead is going all in on the Friday the 13th series. And the best part is, we're up in our episodes to twice per week as we talk to all kinds of crazy characters in the world of Camp Crystal Lake, played by tons of amazing guests. Two episodes per week, all month long. Join us for My Neighbors Are Dead on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Campfire. 